0: all right guys and we're back um filming another podcast for y'all super excited and thankful for the last one um where patrick shared his testimony it did super good um and from what we heard a lot of y'all liked it and um just appreciative of patrick sharing and being so open um so we've got a couple new people here today um we've got mick's brother rick Rick, so uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Rick. I mean, you kind of look like your
1: brother. Well, we're identical twins. We've been traveling for 39 years in ministry. And we never dreamed we'd do it for a living, but we've been doing it for a living for that long. So we go into public schools and do an assembly called Attitude Check. It's all in your attitude. And we invite the students out to a neutral program and we share Christ. And we've seen many come to Christ through the years. And then we do a spiritual emphasis week, and we go into the pub, uh, the Christian schools, and we're going to be doing that starting tomorrow. Whoop whoop. Yep. Yeah, we're all going to be together there. So we're glad that we're all going to be as a team. It's going to be fun. And we're looking forward to it. So. And that's
0: at Cornerstone. Cornerstone in Columbiana. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, before I introduce the next person, um, we're really fortunate to have y'all Um and I know y'all are never gonna take this, but y'all are celebrities, and if you don't think you are your celebrities to me, <laughs> okay. Bruce too. Um, Bruce isn't able to join us today, um, but we do have Mick. Yeah, man. He's a he's a he's a pretty pretty common guy here. Yes. And then on the other side of the table, we got Hamilton. Glad to be back back, back from the be beach back. last and week. Uh, looking I a really little,
2: enjoyed listening to last week's episode. Looking
0: a little tan. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got Dylan. I Uh hey, Dylan. Man. Dylan is new. Um, Dylan's going to be sharing his testimony mm-hmm. today, and um, so Dylan is from Millport. Um, it's West Alabama, mm-hmm. and you might be able to tell in his accent. He's got that got that thick Southern accent, um, but but we love it. It's great. Um, so,
3: Dylan, share your uh, share your story with us. Um, well, I guess I'll just start from the beginning. So I was raised, uh, like they said, in Millport, Alabama. Um, it's a really small town. There's only about 900 or so people there. And so it's kind of like one of those places where everybody knows everybody. And my parents, um, they're very they're very good Christian people. I was raised in a Christian home, started going to church as soon as I was born, and I've been going to that same, same church um, even now besides when I'm in Birmingham. But I got saved when I was probably um, – six or seven years old. I remember being outside after swimming in the pool and I was just talking to my mom about it and realized that that was something that I had not made the decision to have Christ in my life yet. And then I decided that that was something that I wanted for me that I wanted to, you know, spend eternity in heaven. Um, But it wasn't until, you know, you're kind of younger, you know, and you, I read my Bible, you know, but like I didn't really start doing anything for like church and doing anything for like that until I got into high school. And uh, a really big part of my walk with Christ was a leadership conference that I attended called Truth and Peace. Um, it's a student leadership conference. And um, so basically it's uh, about 140 other high school students there from ninth to 12th grades and it's split up among like four years. And you go and you just progressively learning how to be a better leader for Christ during that. And so they split it up to four years, and you go, you go all four years, and you reapply. And then the fourth year, you're the first year, it's like seventy something students, and then the fourth year, it narrows it down to like twelve. So you have to like really, mm-hmm. you have to be really um diligent. And so the main point of that conference was to take what we were learning at that conference, and go be leaders at our church. And um, through that, God. I went home after the first conference the first year and I just prayed that God would open a door for me to serve in church and I had been taking piano lessons at the same um, before that and during that so the first thing that happened was I was allowed to start playing the piano at my church and uh, I still do whenever I'm home I'm very thankful for that and then um, it's
0: got fingers of a wizard um
3: I'll, I'll add some mm. i'll add some of him playing
0: here he's really good
3: well um i'm just thankful that i get to do it i really just enjoy playing the piano um, especially in church um but another thing if you've ever heard of operation christmas child yeah. um i don't i'm i'm kind of the director of operation christmas child at my church or i, I was before i moved to birmingham i've kind of um not been as involved just because i'm in birmingham and i feel like the lord's leading me a different way but i'll get to that in a minute um but so we i did a thing where we pack where we ask for different donations every month uh, out of the year and we went from packing like 12 boxes to like 200 and something boxes and then uh, the last time that i did it i want to say we packed 300 and something boxes like that and that's all glory to god he did that um he just Use me through that. And for the for the people listening, because most people are from
0: either like Birmingham or Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. Millport's a small town. How many people go to your church?
3: Um, on a, we usually have about a hundred people. So uh, four hundred boxes is a lot yes. for for a small church. Mm-hmm. But um, and so it was at that same time that during high school and during Truth and Peace, Truth and Peace, I made some good friends, um, good Christian friends, but it wasn't the same because they were from really far away. Like the closest some of them were, were Tennessee and all that. And I barely got to see them and it's just not the same. And so about when I was 16 years old, I guess, I started um, asking the Lord to put good Christian friends in my life, brothers in Christ, that I could have accountability with, that I could um, talk to about things and all that. And it really, that prayer wasn't answered then. And in high school, I mainly um I really didn't have any Christian friends that I would that I would say I had maybe one but I wouldn't have any like brothers in Christ that I would say that I could be accountable with, that I could um talk to them about the certain things that I have. And so after high school I went to um, Beville State Community College for a year. Um, all the while still praying, you know, like maybe I would meet someone at college that Or, you know, just one person that I could have a good, you know, brotherly Christian friendship with, but it still wasn't. And then after that, I applied to go, I had to leave Bevel because my time was up there. I had already like taken all the classes that I could take there and I got my associate's degree and then I applied to um, UAB and some other places. And I, I said, I applied for the honors program at UAB and I told the Lord, I said, if you really want me to go to UAB, then I will get into the honors program here. And honestly, UAB would have been my last choice to go to school because it is two hours away from home. Alabama is a lot closer. Mississippi State is a lot closer to my home. But the Lord um, really guided me to UAB in several several different ways. And I remember being um, really worried about that and really not knowing why the Lord would have me to go there and uh, what his purpose was for me there. So during that time, I really, um I continued to pray for, that I would meet the Christian friends that, that I had longed for. And I wanted, I kind of changed my desires when it came to wanting Christian friends. So I wanted, I wanted to have the Christian friends because I wanted to better the kingdom of God now. Mm-hmm. And I prayed for, cause I had done these ministry opportunities when I was at home in my church and did things like Operation Christmas Child and stuff like that. And whenever I was coming to UAB, the months leading up to that, I prayed for a way to continue my ministry with Christ at UAB and prayed for uh, the friends as well. And then it was, so I started in August for my second year post COVID because the first year we were at home. But the like my first year actually going to college at UAB, and it was I, st- I think it was in September when Dawson came up to me and uh Dawson England, he's one of my, uh, Cameron and Hamilton's good friends, and Mick and Rick re- know him too. One of yours, too. One of my good friends. <laughs> <type> <laughs> um, was that in 2020? It was this year, 21? Mm-hmm. Wow. 21 wow. In, wow. in September, wow. and he came up to me and talked to me. Um, invited me to, it was, I think he, I think I met him on like a Wednesday. And he told me that Wednesday that he was going to Bible study here at Mr. Meek's house. And then he invited me to go to Bible study on Thursday with them at Shades Mountain Community Church. And so I went and then Hamilton invited me to come over to his house on Saturday. And then ever since then, we have just been really good friends. And I can tell that it was um, an answered prayer from God. just because of how close we have gotten over the very short months that we have known each other and I started coming to Bible study here and then we went on a camping trip um, (laughs) which was really fun, I really had a lot of fun but it just allowed me to grow closer to them in so many different ways, not only the older guys but the younger guys that's in the Bible study on Sunday night (laughs) and through that
2: they don't
3: know about that Bible study, so why don't you tell them about it? So the Bible study on Sunday night, um, Hamilton, Dawson, Brody, and Chris, and myself, we all help lead that Bible study on Sunday night, and it's for um, high school age boys, and we're just ministering to them. And But getting to that, through that camping trip, um, on that camping trip, we actually talked about me starting to help them lead that Bible study on Sunday night. And wow. that's something that I was very, very grateful for because I'm I'm thankful for thankful for the older friends that I have now and for the brothers in Christ. But I'm also thankful that God answered both of those both of my prayers of having friends and friends and brothers in Christ, but also a way to minister here in Birmingham because I feel like that Bible study on Sunday night has really given me an opportunity to at start <clears throat> a ministry it's stretching your leadership. Yes. I mean, you're yes, you're
4: allowing yourself. Now the Lord has given you an opportunity to be a leader with yes, those kids. not you. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah. How long was it? <laughs> um, how long did you say it was like from when you yeah. started praying for godly friends to when you feel like God answered that prayer?
3: So I would say uh, it was around whenever I was 16 in high school and, you know, everybody gets their license and starts going around doing stuff with people and, Um, there was definitely people that I could have done things with, but they were doing things that I necessarily didn't want to surround myself with. So it was really during high school that I, I didn't really have anyone that, you know, I would hang out with on a regular basis. So I would say, started praying when I was 16 and I'm 21 now, so that's probably five years. Wow. That was a big (laughs) answer.
0: Mm -hmm. That's, that's crazy. Um, I mean, basically the way you told me Mm -hmm. when I first heard it saying you had no friends for Mm -hmm. five years. Yeah. Um, at least no true friends mm-hmm. um, Psalm 16 Ooh. talks about you find your delight um, in like the people of God mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. so I feel like a lot of times especially myself like um, I'd find myself going towards um, people who aren't um, running the same race that I'm mm-hmm. running um, if you were going to give someone advice because I'm sure there's probably someone listening right now who they're just there, they're like, you know, I don't really have any godly friends, and Rick and Mick, y'all, uh, y'all deal with people high school age, our age, all mm-hmm. the time. Um, what I mean, can I can I just hear like, if someone comes to you, if someone came to you and said like, God hasn't given me any godly mm-hmm. friends, I'm wanting to run this race for Him, but um, I don't have any brothers or sisters that are there with me mm-hmm. to do that. Where do I go? What do I do?
3: Um, I would say that number one, the years that I spent without that it really allowed me number one to get closer with older people and I learned a lot of wisdom through that and just being with them but the main thing that I learned through the five years is the Lord taught me patience and through that Mm -hmm. and that's something that I think is really important to have and something else that I would say is that I feel like God used those five years to prepare me for the friends that I have now Amen. and to be and to be a good friend to them, to be a good brother to them and to do everything that a, a good Christian friend should do. And and with waiting, I wouldn't trade the waiting now for anything because mm. the, the group that I'm in now is really, really special. I've never... I know I'm in it, but and I might be kind of biased, but I've never seen anything like it. It's uh, really special to me. The guys that are in the group are all, um, I feel like all chasing after Christ in a major way, and we just want what, what God has for us. Amen. And so I would say just keep being patient, keep being faithful to the Lord, keep praying for that, pray for the for the right reasons, pray that He would answer your prayer, but also if He doesn't, Just know that Him telling you, Him not answering your prayer right now is not telling you no. He may be saying, Wait. And it may be for a good reason that you're waiting. Mm. And I do think that it was a good reason that I was waiting. Because, like I said, it prepared me to be a lot better friend. Mm. And to, I feel like, help people now that are dealing with the same thing that I was dealing with. Because I know a lot of people do deal with that. I got a verse I just memorized that would be perfect for
1: what you're sharing. I think it's Psalm 26. I'll find it, but it's it's in Psalms. And it says, uh, Wait on the Lord, mm-hmm. be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So we need that, don't we?
2: You know, you know a couple things really stick out. Um, and we've discussed that story in a lot more detail. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that don't know Dylan, Dylan is... A very quiet guy he's um, also one of the most steady and uh, just consistent friends you'll ever have Mm. Um, it's very quickly become one of my best friends definitely one of my brothers Um, what amazes me is your perspective in that story Um, and I know that there were probably nights where you sat there and you were like really upset or Mm you know all of the above but now you sit there and you say this is how God worked in my life and, and one of the things that you said to me that I that really stuck out to me is you said those five, six years um, that's what because we were talking about how good of a friend you've been to us and, and Dylan's also very humble he, he never <laughs> he, he struggles at taking those compliments but um he was saying, you know, I think God allowing me to not have those godly brothers or those friends um, for that long taught me how to—prepared me to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that perspective is incredible. Instead of selfishly looking at it in a way that I think I probably would look at it as me, 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 it's you're looking at it from how can I serve others? How can I serve the kingdom of God? and that's incredible to me um, I, I I admire that a lot you know I also think that uh, you're a constant reminder of the different types of leadership there are you know God's providence in that story shines through mm-hmm. um, the fact that you and Dawson are probably two of the quietest guys I know mm-hmm. neither one of you on any given day would walk up to somebody in the gym and, and, and start the friendship that y'all started but God just kind of made it happen, um, and that's really cool, yeah, and then, it is you know, our Sunday Bible study, you don't necessarily say a lot, but quiet leadership is leadership, you you teach them through how you act, mm-hmm. and, and how you carry yourself, and you do say things, and when you do say things, they're really good, um, but it's been, it's been really cool, and it's a, Your story is a reminder, and it's a very humbling reminder that, you know, I I often look at things through a very selfish lens um, and tend to look at things from a me, me, me lens instead of trusting the Lord and saying, how is God working here and and constantly making myself think, how is God working here? What is God doing through this? You know, yeah, it's a hard time. Mm -hmm. There are hard times. God uses those, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and it's really cool to hear your story in here.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, how He's done that, and, and I'm excited to see what He does through you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: I, I am too. I love. <clears throat> I've not heard your story before, so I didn't. I knew you were quiet because <laughs> you know when you come in, you're not really, you know, saying too much. But when you speak, it's it's valuable. And so today, mm-hmm. I think anybody that's listening that has uh, i guess an, you're you're not introverted but you're you're quiet because mm-hmm. uh, i don't see you being introverted but i you don't you don't speak you, you're not like the the three or four of us we're we're uh out, Yeah, extroverts and we're always you know yeah 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 you know like this and mm-hmm. you know the bible talks about uh, our, uh God gave us two ears and a mouth, and for introverts, you know, it's almost like you're. We're always saying we're always speaking more than we are listening, and so sometimes I say, you know, you'd almost think we had two mouths, because Mm -hmm. in one ear, because we talk twice as much as we listen. Well, in your situation, you you speak when it's necessary, Mm -hmm. but. I really appreciate your testimony today. It was great. And it was I great. did too, Dylan. Yeah.
0: Again, well, um, I guess for kind of coming to a close. Uh, Dylan, thank you so much for, uh, yeah, thank you for sharing. Um, Rick, thank you for being here. Oh, um, I know it's rare so to get much. you here. Yeah, but, um, I was able to. Yeah, well, thank you all for listening. Um, hopefully we'll be able to have more up to you all. Um, that's one thing that we're working on. So, and we appreciate all the feedback that we're getting. Hey, but man. y'all have a good one. Thank y'all for listening.
2: Have a good day. Thank you guys.